Hey guys, welcome back to the Lorian show. Today we're going to be discussing um, basically a year in Star Wars in 2020 and what we expect for 2021. Hope everybody had a great holidays and happy new year. All right, let's start off on the most heartbreaking part of 2020 Star Wars season seven the clone wars we didn't we, we haven't talked about this yet so buckle up because lots of feelings lots of feelings all right opinions comments concerns i'm not gonna be too vocal on this part everyone because ruthie has not finished season seven of the clone wars she's had it spoiled so i'm fine listening but i'm gonna just sit back and relax enjoy the show the three you know take the lead with this one <laughs> So, um, I watched all of Clone Wars in, like, three weeks trying to watch it all so I could watch, like, the last arc of Clone Wars, like, when it was coming out. Um, so, like, that whole season was super, like, emotionally charged for me (laughs) because, like, just, like, speeding through all of it, like, you just get all of that, like, this whole, like, seven seasons worth of story thrown onto you at once and it was very emotional and just obviously knowing what happens like because you go into season seven I mean knowing what happens in Revenge of the Sith and stuff so you're aware of what's coming but it did not make it any less painful to watch Izzy you have feelings Dave Filoni if you're listening you broke my heart into a million pieces (laughs) with Rex crying you broke my heart but I will forgive you because the mall hallway scene was probably was probably one of my favorite mall clone wars moments ever because one i love mall two it reminded me very much of the darth vader rogue one scene and it was just no lightsaber it was just all the force earn yeah i had watched the first three seasons of clone wars probably like seven times because i never finished it and i was like well i have to start over again and then coming into it i watched probably like four episodes in the span of the rest like four seasons (laughs) and then i went into it and i was like you know what it is what it is so i was still like emotionally like i knew all the characters i just didn't know like i knew what happened and like where things were at but i didn't like watch it all so i was as affected by it but i definitely cried when rex cried my boy my favorite part of season seven um which is like no surprise if you know me is when Ahsoka like finds Rex's um clone chip um and if you know me you know that's like my favorite part I literally have I'm one with the force the force is with me like tattooed onto my body that seemed meant a lot to me um it definitely like answered I guess like that question that we get from Rebels when we find out that like Rex is still alive because Rebels you know is before clone or Rebels came out before season seven of Clone Wars. So we're like, okay, Rex survives, but how? And so like this helped answer that question of like, Ahsoka is the one who like saves him from Order 66, which is like so emotional because they're literally like siblings. <laughs> like they grew up together throughout the Clone Wars and like getting to see her like save him was so emotional and made me so happy. Yeah, that final, going into that final episode, I just remember like, seeing everyone post about it and like right before it was premiering and I was just like vibing having a good time and everyone was like I'm not ready for tonight and I was like I don't know what you guys are talking about like that's cool have fun 
and just I don't think any no Clone Wars episode has ever hurt fans more I cannot remember like I guess Revenge of the Sith but like no movie Rogue One maybe but no like nothing no scene hurt fans more than that episode seeing all the clones turn and having them having to fight them just to try to escape and like Rex knowing that he has to like give up friends and family to leave oh so I think I think what made it so emotional too is like obviously we see like this is the second time we've seen Order 66 we see it in the movies but like once you've watched seven seasons of Clone Wars and like Clone Wars does a great job of humanizing the clones and like showing that these are you know like they're they're still people and so like when you watch Revenge of the Sith and you see this like um in the movie you don't have like the same attachment or well now you do because you've seen Clone Wars but like before Clone Wars you watch the movie and you don't have the same attachment to these clones they're just clones they don't really mean anything to you but then you watch Clone Wars and you see all of these like characters like Rex and Jesse and like all of these people you've come to like love and then all of a sudden like Order 66 and it like makes it 10 times more like heartbreaking to see it all go down. It makes it so much more personal too. Like, I mean, that's one thing that I can speak to. Like, I'm totally fine, like being here for this episode and having this conversation. Cause like you guys said, like we know where everything ends up and we pretty much knew it was going to happen. It's just a matter of seeing it all played out. But yeah, I mean, it makes watching Revenge of the Sith now a completely different experience. And it just puts it on a whole new level. Yeah, it's crazy. Their ability to do that, to go back in time and deep dive into something and show us more. And then it makes the content that already exists like so much more impactful. Props to Dave Filoni because you know that line in Orange of the Sith where Anakin is like, General Grievous, you're shorter than I expected. Filoni literally had to avoid Anakin and Grievous meeting for seven seasons just so that line can stay canon. Why have I never realized that until you just said that? Wow. Dave Filoni is, he, I could, I have no, no nothing bad to say about that man. He's His so attention sweet. to detail is unmatched i am so grateful for clone wars because i think all of us can like i mean obviously you haven't some of you guys haven't finished it completely and stuff but getting to see that story of clone wars get like expanded on i think like means a lot to people of our generation because the prequels were coming out when we were like really young kids like that was our star wars because i mean I was I wasn't born when the first prequel when one came out but I was like three when the second one came out and I was five when the third one came out and like so that's the that's the Star Wars we grew up on and we were all like eight when Clone Wars started coming out and so like this was really like our our cup of tea for this and getting to like see this just like dived into and getting to see the story finally wrapped up because yeah, the Clone Wars movie came out in like 2008. And so 12 years later, finally having like the closure to that and getting to see it come like, like intertwined with Revenge of the Sith was mm-hmm. so like, oh my God. And like when they got to the part where like Padme is like wearing the same outfit she's wearing in Revenge of the Sith and like, it was so well done, just so well done that ending arc. So good. Yeah, I- I have a small story about Clone Wars. I'll make it short. But basically, 
Um, I remember when the, the final season was announced, I was overseas with a group of friends in a hotel lobby when my friend saw the like rumor or whatever that season seven was coming out in Clone Wars and he was obsessed with Clone Wars growing up and I remember he just started like bawling from like happiness and this is like before like really like fell in love with Star Wars so this was like this this is like the summer before my senior year of high school so like three years ago four years ago something like that three years ago and he was like bawling from like how much Clone Wars meant to him and how excited he was and it's just like it was like that moment that I was like I need to watch this show because this is like the fact that it's impacting people so much that they're like crying over another season it's just like and I remember seeing everyone like I knew in real life as well as people on Twitter like everyone was watching Clone Wars that I didn't know were fans of like Clone Wars or Star Wars in general and just seeing everyone on May May the 4th watching Clone Wars and it was just like wow like it shows just how like important this show meant to so many people because I mean just like Kinsey said like this is what Gen Z grew up with this was our Star Wars fairy tale because like even if you're not a diehard Star Wars fan and you don't know much outside of it like that was just like a cartoon that you would have on the background, like on Cartoon Network while you're sitting doing homework or after school or like, I mean, that was just on my TV all the time when I was growing up, especially me because I had an older brother and all of his friends were obsessed with it. So like all of us growing up, like Clone Wars was just always there. That's like our thing. And I feel like our generation is also like super like possessive of that too. Um, but it's also cool at the same time, like how it spans so many generations and how so many different age groups have such a deep appreciation for this show and the way that it makes tiny little kids cry and adults cry. I mean, it just touches everybody, no matter what demographic they're a part of. And that's so cool. A uh, little pause. Rose decided to join us today. Rose is here. Um, but anyways, back to Clone Wars. I, what I think about why our generation loved it so much was because by the time we were like old enough to really like understand Star Wars like Star Wars was done like Lucas was not going to make any more Star Wars and so this like series was our last like Star Wars content that we ever thought we were going to get so I feel like so many people like were holding on to this because they were like this is like this is our first like TV show but also our last Star Wars thing so that's why so many people like fell in love with it and that's like way before Disney was even thought about purchasing it so that's why I think we're so like attached to it and so them making the season seven was kind of like this like that's why we were so like into it and ready to get emotionally drained but it's okay (laughs) we loved it because Clone Wars used to be was it on Cartoon Network is that where it was first yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah, like oh, oh, weird to think about. I want to bring up like how Clone Wars like matured with um the audience that watched it too. Like, if you watch it now, like start to finish season one to seven, like you see it, like you you see the animation style change, mm-hmm. you see like how they're handling things in the episode <clears throat> change, and like topics just like going from like it being like true, like I mean it's a kid show one hundred percent the whole time, but it goes from being like a kid show to being a show that you can watch with your kids Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like it's definitely just you can see it grow with the people who Mm -hmm. are watching it and I think I appreciate that a lot because again like we were what eight 
nine when like it first started coming out and now like we're all like 18 to 20 <laughs> and so obviously like we grew and we wouldn't we want the content we consume to also grow with us yeah I think what's also really interesting like re-watching Clone Wars like after season seven has come out and just seeing like how in the first few seasons like a clone will die or like a group will die or whatever but it wasn't like that like we weren't that attached to them because like it was it was kind of just like more of this like yeah they die like it's fine like so we were like oh yeah they die it's fine like it's just normal but then as time goes on you get connected to all these clones and then they die it was like (laughs) we're still not recovered and it's been what seven years you know from certain clones dying so re-watching it and even finish one of the seasons because she's not prepared for (laughs) one of the clones to die hey all i gotta say is i sobbed over 99 i sobbed i sobbed over heavy I sobbed over 99 and yes I have not finished because my baby I don't want to see him uh, unalive <laughs> unalive <laughs> unalive I will not I'm rewatching. I am almost done with season two of my rewatch but I promised myself I will watch it this time no matter how much it hurts, I will. Yeah, 99, 99 and Rex are my favorite. So when 99 died, I cried. The other people, I was like, yeah, I love them. But I was like, 99? They have to go. And then, yeah, and then Rex didn't even <laughs> die. He just cried. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so. Rex cries, we all cry. Literally. Kenzie, if uh, Izzy watches that season, you need to watch Rise of Skywalker. Um... I don't need to do anything. <laughs> I have only seen Rise of Skywalker one time. And I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, we're, as you can tell, we barely missed the Rise of Skywalker premiere, so we're just going to skip right past not that. Gonna, yeah, Rise of Skywalker came out December 2019. Yeah. It doesn't make the cut for the 2020 review, sorry. Yeah, sadly. If you guys really want us to talk about it, you can buckle up buck you can comment or something i'm sure we'll get there one day one day we'll get there but yeah so we're gonna skip that one but (laughs) i also but i okay so i started watching clone wars with my parents because i was trying to get them to watch it so they could finish it by the time ahsoka came in mando of course that didn't happen i don't know why i thought it was gonna happen but it's fine um but we were watching it and like i just like seeing my parents like be able to like connect the dots of like everything that they like they didn't know about it and then they're like this is actually really good and i'm like i know this is why we should finish watching it <laughs> so, but it's just like cool seeing how like we all like start connecting connecting the dots and it makes us love the prequels so much more um speaking of parents watching the clone wars so i think <clears throat> during quarantine i started to nag my dad to watch the clone wars because um as kids we watched the og clone wars like the 2d version and i was and people always praised it so i was like you gotta watch the clone wars my dad loves consuming anything star wars like he watches fan fan movies all the time but so he goes to watch it <clears throat> and he goes I can't do it. And I was like, why? And he's like, Ahsoka's annoying. And now, okay, given he was like, sorry, dad, because I know he's going to watch this. Now, I told him, because I think that's a lot of people's thoughts. My parents do not like child actors. We don't like children. 
but yeah and like he's doing better I think it's also hard for him like I I watched an episode it was quirky he was getting into some trouble that he should have not been getting himself into I think uh, the animation style was also very hard for my dad and that was really he's doing he I think he's still watching it um he told me he's told me he's skipping all the Padme episodes so he's saying I'm skipping all the episodes with no plot drive (laughs) which I told him to do because I was like you should skip the ones that like honestly don't add anything I understand the (laughs) animation thing has anyone ever looked at how they animated Padme? Okay, I texted you guys one time while I was watching with my parents. And my mom was like, that is not what she looks like. Yeah, I, I, know. I don't like the animation of Padme. The animation was one of the reasons it took me a while to get into it. Was I'm not a big animated person in general. Like animated shows just aren't my like thing. I like find it really hard to focus on them. I can't help it. Um, but after like a while, like it's just you start to love the characters. So you have to, like, you just like put it aside. And I think Ahsoka is one of those characters where like a lot of people, I mean, it's no secret. A lot of people really didn't like Ahsoka at the beginning, especially in the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> people were not a fan of her after that. And um, we've had the conversation a little bit about Ashley and that and how Ashley, you know, had to deal with backlash from that for a long time. But um, they did such a good job of developing Ahsoka over time and like bringing because I mean, honestly, like Ahsoka was a kid when we first meet her and she's, let's be honest, 12 year olds are annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so let's be honest. Yeah, like when you're we Ahsoka was a kid when we first started, she was young and stuff but we got to see her like grow up and by the end of Clone Wars she's what 16 16 17 yeah something like that so it's like yeah she might have like I like can see why I can definitely see why people might find her a little annoying at the beginning yeah well my dad Um, also doesn't like Anakin's so that's another issue (laughs) so basically just doesn't like all the characters what does your dad like the originals no one hates star wars more than a star Star wars Wars, yeah um so along the lines with ahsoka too i think something that can be important to all of us that we can all agree about is that ahsoka was the first time we saw a female jedi like really in the spotlight like i mean we had seen them in the prequels like in the big scenes with all the jedi but as far as like truly being focused on as a main character this was the first time we got that and I think, I mean, like personally, I mean, it meant a lot to me and I'm sure it meant a lot to all of us as women. Wait, I, okay, so I have like a pet peeve of people who are like self-centered and so watching. It's I remember- why Dodge hates me. <laughs> I hate Rose. I don't hate Rose. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, I just like have like I just don't like people who are self-centered I just like I don't know anyways so watching like the very beginning like the Clone Wars movie when she first walks out I was like oh my gosh she's (laughs) (laughs) but she eases up in the movie and then in the whole series like obvious like she just grows and matures so much and it's literally how we all were growing up like we were all that way so you can't be mad about it because we were all that way growing up and they're just reflecting like us as kids like this is how we would act if we were a padawan at that time you know every single year of someone's adolescence like from 12 to 17 like those five six years 
every single year of your life and that period is so vastly different Mm -hmm. and I think that Ahsoka is a vastly different person in each season but that's just an accurate representation of life (laughs) and Um, she's not necessarily human but the human experience you know we just get to see her grow up and we got to grow up with her yeah and so like I can understand people being turned off by her character in the beginning, but if if you still dislike Ahsoka in 2020, you're the minority. You're yeah. certainly the minority. <laughs> I mean, I think if we had met Luke Skywalker when he was 12, people would have found him annoying too. <laughs> but like, I definitely think that we got to see Ahsoka is probably one of the most well-developed characters Star Wars has ever created because mm-hmm. we have we have so much content of her like now we're gonna have even more with her show um Mm -hmm. I mean we have her in Clone Wars we have her in Rebels we got her in Mando for an episode so we're definitely getting to see her develop yeah it's just like even when we see her for the first time in season seven like just the difference between when we last saw her and when we see her there was just like it was it's just crazy how much like how fast she grew and like how we got to see all of that and I don't know I just love Ahsoka she deserves all the love should we move on to um I guess what really comes up next is yeah in spring um, the Mandalorian gallery series yeah um rose did you watch the gallery um i didn't and the reason the reason why is i didn't want (laughs) because a lot of people talk like i think kenzie you mentioned it one time you were surprised that they were disney was even allowing it to like not ruin the magic um (laughs) i didn't want the magic ruined for me Uh, yeah yeah, no, I actually, I love watching behind the scenes. I've watched Jurassic World behind the scenes about a billion times. I probably haven't memorized. Um, but yeah, I just, for that show, I was like, I couldn't bring myself to uh, watch it, you know? It's just like, I loved like everything that people posted of like the interactions of like Pedro and like just the like the cast talking about the episodes and stuff. I really liked it. Um and just seeing that part. I might watch the gal the the second gallery's already come out, right? Um I think it's only one episode. Yeah. But yeah, it did come out. Yeah, I'm I'm debating on whether or not to watch it because I don't I really just don't want that magic no. ruin for me, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, sometimes I also just like don't watching documentaries. So I'll we'll see if I actually watch yeah. it. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Gallery in the very first episode was the round table with all the directors because what we had like six different directors or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so cool to see people with such yeah. different creative styles and such different backgrounds collaborate on one unifying project. And I mean it was just so cool to see what Bryce Dallas Howard would bring to an episode versus what Taika would bring Mm -hmm. to an episode because they were so different but the fact that they were able to keep this like beautiful like continuity like throughout the series like that's so cool you know what I mean like yeah no I get that I love behind the scenes stuff especially when like Pedro was in it I was like oh my gosh I have to watch it but I wonder why (laughs) (laughs) I just like I don't know I like to see how how people interact with each other outside of the screen you know mm-hmm. and so being able to see the directors interact with each other and the cast interact with each other and you can also that they really love their job they really love the Mandalorian and this was like the first um time where I actually got to like 
my first like interview with Dave Filoni like I've watched some of his interviews but like actually like seeing him talk about like why he did certain things like why this he did that or like what his opinion on this was and it made me like really like I always knew Dave Filoni like knew everything but it made me see just how much he loved Star Wars and wanted to make it accurate and I recommend it for people you guys should go watch it it's like it cured my quarantine sadness so Mm -hmm. you should watch it I feel like especially people who are creatives and like creators yeah have appreciations for you know those series and getting Mm -hmm. those behind the scenes looks and stuff and getting to hear those in-depth conversations between the people behind it um like that means a lot to you and it's so valuable if you're someone who is creating Star Wars related content, if you're writing, if you're making fan films, whatever, like yeah. that stuff is so helpful. I mean, another thing that was really cool to see in gallery and Mando is awesome. It's like one of the first shows or films ever to use this technology is the LED the light stage. Like that mm-hmm. is so cool. I mean, yeah. like I can't imagine as an actor how helpful that was and helping you develop your character and like helping you orient yourself in the world because I mean you really have to give it to these people and you know to the people and the oh my gosh especially like Natalie and Ewan and Hayden and the prequels and stuff having to do all of this stuff in a blue room or with green screens and stuff they have to make up everything in their head and they have to imagine it, you know, just like stage actors or Broadway actors or something with very minimal sets. Mm-hmm. So for the first time, we've, you know, gotten to have characters and actors standing in the world that they're being filmed in. And they're bringing yeah. back that technology for Kenobi, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they started, they made like four four or five like more volumes and that's what they're using for the next like Star Wars films and I think they might be using it for Marvel I don't know but like just showing like how like this was like the test of can this actually be pulled off and it did and it looks fantastic and so this is like the new technology like this is what we're going to be able to do and that's what also I loved about the gallery is because it's so many episodes that like say you don't want to listen to the the actors talk and you just want to listen to the directors talk or you just want to talk about the volume like each episode is a different thing and so you can skip through it whatever you like and stuff Mm -hmm. but I like if you are a big fan I remember like Dave Filoni had this one episode I forgot which episode it is it's one of the later episodes maybe the third to last one something like that anyways he talks about like the whole story of Star Wars that is my favorite episode so that episode I remember we were like a few of us I don't I don't remember this is like very early on uh, in the Lady Lorian um history we were like still pretty new newly friends back then um but we were pretty excited for that episode and I definitely think like if you didn't watch Clone Wars and Mandalorian is your first experience with Dave go watch those because it he is so so Mm -hmm. knowledgeable and loves star wars so Mm -hmm. much like he is cares about the Mm -hmm. stories and he is very passionate about what he's doing and i think that makes a world of difference when it comes to these movies and these shows yeah i i totally agree like he just like he talks about how the story of anakin like turning isn't like you know padme 
like it, it began right when Qui-Gon died like that was when his like his future was like determined determined yes when Qui-Gon died and I love Qui-Gon so I was like you tell him Dave you tell him <laughs> like it was just like the way he explains it and he talks about like how Anakin reacted to each individual thing and what actually made him make the decision that he did was something that has been going on his whole life it wasn't just like Padme like that was like the only decision that you know and I just love that it just shows just how much he loves Star Wars Qui-Gon series win oh I know I want a Qui-Gon series oh I love him I would love that Okay, one more thing about the directors of Mando in general that I think is so awesome is that they come from so many different backgrounds and it really shines through in every single different episode. And I just love that Dave and John and Disney reached out to so many people from so many different backgrounds to help work on this project and collaborate on this project because representation is so important yeah I definitely um Bryce Dallas Howard is like one of my favorite people on this planet the um, queen I love her okay. give her a movie yeah okay so she helped anyone, us get Omera. yeah so if anyone has watched Black Mirror she's in an episode of Black Mirror and I watched the episode and it's my favorite episode of Black Mirror ever. It's called Nose Dive. If you've never seen Black Mirror, you don't have to see any of it to watch one episode because it's a single um, installment series. Go watch the episode. See her acting because she's also an actress. Um, I fell in love with her in the episode. I thought she was amazing. And like I immediately was like stalking her after the episode, like seeing what she was doing. And then when Mando came out and I saw her name on the credits, I was like, oh my gosh like this woman is incredible like and then the fact she got to come back this season and was and the episodes that she directed like introduced so many like powerful female figures in star wars and the fact that they let a female director do those episodes specifically the one with omara and the one with bo katan and Costca reeves like oh the girl power i just those are like two of my like like favorite episodes like of the whole series and she is so talented and I hope that um Star Wars continues to be in her future because I would love to see what she could do with a movie or something of her own she's brilliant um Kenzie you're completely ignoring that she was in Jurassic World man I'm really exposing myself right here uh I loved her in that her acting and her directing like you can see it and like you know she's powerful and like that you know the woman like you know she shoots a gun in Jurassic World but and like Omera is like a sharp not a sharpshooter but like she's a good shooter you know and she's like she knows there's powerful women of all like types and no matter what they look like there's gonna be a powerful woman in the world this is the last thing I'm gonna say and like the newest like episode of the season two of the docuseries they like do they show her doing her episode and there's this one part where um, in the episode, like she's telling that these two actors, like what's going to be happening and stuff. And she's like, okay, you're going to pay the, the server for your food. And the guy like goes to like pick up like the cash, like he's going to be the one doing it. And she like takes the cash from him. And he's like, in my universe, the women pay. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I bought her. Um, obviously, like not to be like 
yeah but I just thought that was so like savage like he's awesome my episode the women is gonna pay no shame okay so I guess the next thing after gallery to touch on would be Mando season two if we're going in chronological order of the year I know that we've been talking about it since we've started the podcast our focus has mainly been on breaking the episodes down but should we just do like a quick overview of our thoughts regarding the season as a whole? Dodge, would you like to go first? <laughs> You're vibrating. <laughs> okay, so I loved it. Okay, I just, I just going into this season, I was very nervous. We were all very nervous about like mm-hmm. the new characters coming in. Um, and there was definitely points as you can tell in some of our recent, in our last episodes, that I was very nervous that things <laughs> were not gonna be going the way that I thought it was gonna be going. But I loved it. I there's definitely episodes that I liked more than the other ones for different reasons. And I know there's a lot of people that dislike the episodes that I like, and that's okay. You do you. But I love my episodes and I will hold on to them for dear life. And I just even know that there were some things that I didn't like in them I felt so like good about this season like this is one of the best season twos that I've ever seen in like any tv show and I'm just very grateful that we got what we did get I wish the episodes were longer because I love it so much but you know it is what it is and I'm I loved it I loved how it ended like I obviously don't love how it ended but like I love how it (laughs) ended And I'm excited for the next season. Anyways, who's next? (laughs) (laughs) So I loved season two. Um, Once again, the ending, I loved, hated at the same time. I loved the character development between Little Green Gremlin and uh, Din. But as much as I loved it, there will be no episode like chapter four. And... Me and Dodger chapter four stands and Kenzie, we oh, love that. Oh, me too. I think we all are. Yeah, best. Well, Izzy, are you chapter Izzy six? Much. E-R, E-R. What was that, Izzy? Izzy um, excuse me, chapter Izzy. six. Is this chapter four slander? Okay, it's, it's always you're a chapter four stand or you're a chapter six stand and there is no in between. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love both, but chapter four remains. Wait, Izzy okay. wants to say what, what episode? I Chapter six knew it <laughs> eater, eater. yeah chapter 14 when my husband returns well well that is above chapter six that is yeah almighty i have watched that episode like four six eight times now i loved but that i was really worried about when bringing him and like when we found out that he was going to be in it because i don't think we initially knew that he was going to be in it we just really knew about ahsoka um but I really um I a lot of people were worried that it was gonna be this like huge fight and like obviously they did kind of have like a battle but like it was more like put your stuff down no you put your stuff down um and I really like the way they did Boba and brought him in and not made him like automatically an an enemy of Din but yeah like as much as I loved season two I just maybe in season three they can do an episode like chapter four of course Bryce Dallas Howard has to direct it and no other um because that episode will always have a special place in my heart they do not bring omero back in season three i it's it's over i will show up to dave filoni's house myself ben took the helmet off all bets are off okay all bets i didn't even think about that 
listen, like that was the thing was like, she tried and he was like, no. And now I'm like, uh, he broke, he do it. Go back. Cottage core din. One of the things I loved about season two as a whole was, you know, like Mando season one, I feel like was a really easy way for people that were new to the Star Wars fandom entirely or who had gotten out of touch with Star Wars. It was a really easy gateway to enter back in because, you know, it was a part of the timeline of the original trilogy that a lot of people are super familiar with, but, you know, it was its own entity and its own separate thing. Um, And it didn't, you know, we weren't, we didn't see any characters that were already established um, in season one. But now in season two that we have, I think season two is going to act as like a springboard for a lot of newer fans or fans that have gotten back in touch with, you know, the more recent era of Star Wars. Um, Because after chapter 13, the Ahsoka episode aired on Disney Plus, the someone uh, curated a playlist of Clone Wars episodes, and it was like the essential Clone Wars. Um, So I just think there's a bunch of people who have watched this season who are going to be inspired to go back and watch Clone Wars and go back and consume, you know, some Star Wars media that is already out there. I like that the show can act as like a gateway for new fans into the universe. I loved it because, I mean, we all started like our Twitters, like, and our Mando Twitters. Like when we started, they were like, we knew everyone on Mando Twitter. Like we knew everyone, it was small, it was close, but just seeing like how many people have joined in loving Mando or on TikTok or Instagram and just like how much love it is getting and just how many people like want to like be invested on social media, on Star Wars just makes me so happy to see like how far how far we've grown well i was i was a regular regular old star wars account mainly focusing on kylo ren (laughs) i wonder who (laughs) (laughs) and then i started watching like mando and that's how i met all of these people that we are talking to now (laughs) let's be Uh, honest it wasn't mando that brought us together it's not that's not who did it it was the pedro character uh came out in a recent movie uh oh my god yeah that's oh my gosh Everyone we are. Oh my God. We. Izzy, how did you feel about season two? Okay, before I say that, I wanted to add on to what Ruthie said, but um, I saw somebody say that like a lot of people like from like they heard from like somebody who works at Disney Plus or something that um Rebels like a lot of people started like watching Rebels like the statistics for like the amount of people watching Rebels for like Ahsoka went up after her episode came out because people are like okay well where was Ahsoka before this? Like, where did we last see her? And it was in Rebels because in Rebels, she has the white lightsabers. She has the hilts that she has in, she has the sabers that she has. And um, I think it's like, I think it's five years pre New Hope and Mando is nine years after, no, five Five, years. Five or six years after Return of the Jedi. We're talking 10 year difference. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, okay, well, what happened? Like, where's Ahsoka? Like, where was she like 10 years prior and stuff like that? And so um, I saw that. But about Mando, I was really nervous. Like, you can like ask anybody. I was very nervous that the show was not going to be about the Mandalorian once again because I'm gonna get hate for this but it is not the Baby Yoda show. I don't I don't like the child. I'm sorry. And that's how the Lady Lawrence got canceled. 
Thank you for ending our very short run. <laughs> Only nine episodes and we're already done. I'm sorry, guys. It's a I long run. It's nice. My thing is, how is Disney going to make their money now off of Grogu toys if he isn't in season three? I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't um, worry. They're still, they're still selling Darth Vader stuff. So this is, I bet he's coming back. I don't think he's, he's coming back like soon, but I think he's coming back by the end of season three. Kenzie, last but certainly not least. <laughs> Kenzie, what did you feel about season two? Um, so like most of you guys have said, I was super worried because we all fell in love with Mando season one for a lot of the same reasons. And like I I was like a lot of people um outside of the nine movies, like the nine main Skywalker saga movies. Like I hadn't really like invested a lot of time into Star Wars outside of that. And I honestly didn't watch The Mandalorian right when it came out because um I was like not sure about it at first and then I was dealing with the rise of Skywalker um and then I was like okay like I need to do something because I kept seeing everyone tweet about Mandalorian and I was like I gotta watch it I keep seeing all of these things about it um and I watched it and I fell in love and I fell in love because like I was dealing with my rise of Skywalker feelings and I was like oh my god this has nothing to do with anything perfect (laughs) (laughs) I can watch this and not think about that (laughs) and so coming into season two and knowing that all of these people were going to be there because pre-season two like coming out we knew or Ahsoka wasn't confirmed yet but we kind of basically knew from all the outlets Tamara Morrison had been confirmed and so had Katie um who Mm. is Bo-Katan and so like we knew all of these people were coming and it was really scary, um, but I am overall very pleased. I think that they did everything well. Like I was really afraid that like Bobo was going to come in and take over or that bo was going to come over and take over or same with Ahsoka. But like, I like that Ahsoka was in one episode and then she's going to get her own story. And I like that bo was in two episodes, but like her being in it makes sense. Mm-hmm with the dark saber story and everything like that makes a lot of sense and then I like Boba I like that Boba like came in and like we see Cobb come in in his armor and like you're like oh my god Boba's about to walk in and then it's not Boba just like getting to see him like fight the way that we had heard he would fight in legends and stuff I just think it was overall very well like done and definitely like eased a lot of our fears um with that and I loved the ending I mean, pain. <laughs> I miss him. I miss the baby. But I think that the ending made so much sense. And He's in good hands. Yeah, I think that he'll be taking care. Well, they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I do, I do <laughs> mean so. that, yeah, Luke's father did um, kill children. And then Luke did stand over his nephew with a lightsaber. So we're not going to go in there. Oh, but like what you said about Ahsoka's episode and her only being in one episode, like I totally agree. And I'm also glad that that episode served a very specific purpose, you know, in Din winning the spear, which becomes a really big part of his artillery and, you know, obviously plays a huge role in the finale and stuff, you know, and it didn't just feel like a screen test for Ahsoka, you know? Like, I liked that that episode was very intentionally placed and served a really important purpose. There's one loss we need to talk about. 
uh, the gun, his gun, you know, that makes the people poof. Yeah, the post rifle. I'm so sorry. I'm so sad that's gone. Like, yeah, honestly, he- I'm still so upset. I was like, <sighs> official so cool. petition to Disney Lucasfilm to have Mando purchase a new one of them. <laughs> I know. I almost bought it too because I love it. And I was just going to, because I didn't have anything and I, I want to make a Mando cosplay at one point. But Mattel is mm-hmm. making one. Mattel is making a pulse. I right? know. So many people. So many people I know are doing Mando cosplays, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to make one before. I, they- I, I wonder if it actually works. <laughs> I'll tell you how. On someone I know. <laughs> someone in my life is making me a Mando helmet fit to my head for my Christmas present. Someone, someone said that someone I know threatened me. <laughs> or I <tried> them. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a Mando helmet. They said that they were gonna make a 3D printer or buy a 3D printer, and I was like, "Oh my god, I would love a Mando cosplay outfit." And he was like, "Oh my gosh, I'll make you one." So I'm holding that against him for the rest. We'll of find your knight in shining best card. Your I'm day. trying. Uh, I'm trying. Dodge, Dodge is trying to be the knight in shining. I'm best trying to be the. Knight. <laughs> I'm done simping. I'm just gonna be liar. I'll be I'll be the first Mando female. What you can't have, you must become. (laughs) Exactly. Kenzie, that's not scaring me at all. I just become (laughs) so true, bestie. So true. Next thing, 2021, everything's gonna be different. Everything is going to be different. Life is gonna be so much better. Um, what Star Wars coming out? Bad Bat. Bad Batch. I think Bad Batch will be the first thing we get um, in 2021. Which will be October, right? I don't know. I heard from someone it's going to be spring, but I'm not sure. <gasps> someone, I don't know. Someone on Twitter. but So that could be incorrect. I don't think there's been a confirmed date. Twitter yeah. people are either correct or they're way off. So yeah. So it's, we're going to get some time next year, though, for sure. So, are we getting so. any live action next year? Boba. Boba. Book of Boba Fett in December. Yeah, so like way at the end of the year. The year yeah, this is also when we last recorded last time. The the news, the the, the sad news didn't come out by then. But yeah, so Book of Boba Fett is coming out, and then we don't know when Mando's coming out. It's sometime within twenty twenty two. So it's either gonna be a, like they worded it really weird in John Favreau's interview on Good Morning America. We stand him, but it's fine. Um, he said that we don't know if he said right after Boba gets released Mando comes out like directly afterwards or that after Boba gets released Mando starts production or not like post-production I think they said so it would come out like in fall um in two years (laughs) that's a long time I I was hoping it would be like okay December book of Boba Fett into January into Mando you know like um so basically over the next year and a half if you see the lady lorian start to slowly lose their minds yeah um, it's because we're we tin can need need tin can we need sun reflector trash can <laughs> trash but yeah. plenty of helmets and bad bat i'm excited for i think it's gonna be super awesome to kind of get to see another perspective of clones and these very different clones and then also knowing that fennec shand is going to be in there too queen Queen. love this is the year of fennec shand i know 
She's taking over Star Wars. And this I'm is her like, year. Mm-hmm. She's slowly taking over every big franchise. I'm here As she it. should. I'm here for it. Yeah. She's honestly such a queen. So let's talk about other things about that might come in on 2021. So firstly, Visions, which is going to be a 10-episode short film um, in the traditional Japanese like anime style. So like, what do we think about that? So Visions is interesting because we don't have much information about it. But what we do know is that it's like going to be in the Japanese anime style. And it just says um, celebrating Star Wars. So I'm wondering if we're going to get to see like characters we already know or if it's going to be completely new characters. I think it would be cool if it's like characters we've seen but don't know a lot about like, uh, oh, I'm so going to birch this. Um, Sokka T. Um, she's a Jedi, right? Oh, Sokka I just, yeah. I like maybe like an episode about her and like, you know, characters we know but we don't know a lot about I think would be really cool to see um because then we can learn about them maybe like some backstory about them or just you know their daily lives (laughs) it's a vlog welcome back (laughs) to the Jedi temple (laughs) I like I don't know I don't know if if, like anything has been said about it but what I think it's gonna be is because they're like short films and there's gonna be 10 of them I think that they're gonna be like short film like anime renditions of all of the movies i'm looking at like the one concept art that is like the only concept art we have from investor day Mm -hmm. and like it doesn't look like anybody we know so you know what would be funny is if it was like an anime rendition about the making of star wars so we got to see like glucus (laughs) in anime (laughs) vision of glucus like, oh my god, oh. Star Wars Visions. It's George Lucas's vision. <laughs> Dude, literally. <laughs> Dude. Like, it's an anime about the making of Star Wars. We I know th- that George loves being in the spotlight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I hope maybe it's just like us getting some background on some smaller characters. Me too. Like yeah. that we've like seen, <clears throat> like has been introduced. We don't know much about. Like kind of like how Rose was yeah. like Shakti or like Aelis Cura or like any of like those Jedis that we saw in like the prequels but didn't really get to like know. Maybe we're going to a new planet. That would be awesome. I love new planets. You know, I'm actually really excited for Visions now. Yeah. You know, I have no idea what it's going to be about. I don't know if it's going to be in 2021. Yeah, we don't well, even know that. So. The, the, um, the, uh, uh, sorry, the, um, the it's Wikipedia. <laughs> get there. Sorry, it's Wikipedia. It's, it's Wikipedia page says it's scheduled to premiere in 2021. So, well, something's gonna start filming in 2021, and that is the Obi Wan series. Now, love him. We won't get to see it until 2022. Yes. But baby. I mean, obviously, people are nosy, so we'll we're gonna see behind. You the want scenes baby? Real quick. Keep Luke out. I know you love Luke. But if, if Luke pops in in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Yay. series, <laughs> I'm just going to drop oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. proof that Disney put out a casting call for a brunette little girl between the ages of 6 and 10 and a blonde little boy between the ages of 6 and 10. And it lined up with the Kenobi series. Bro, what do you expect? <laughs> Luke got Luke got his Mando spotlight. Where where are they gonna like fit that in? Because Luke doesn't know doesn't know him, does he? Like Obi. Yeah, but I mean Obi's gonna probably go to Tatooine and 
well, he's just staring he off in the distance. That's where he is, isn't he? Like, that's where we find him in the New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, I just mean, like, but Luke doesn't, like, know him. So are we just going to get shots of, like, Luke playing from afar? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I want him not... to see interacting with Leia because, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, no uh, offense, but Leia is the baddest Skywalker in the galaxy. And that's just a fact. Yeah, um, no, it is Sources, me. Um, <laughs> it'd be really cool to see Alderaan in the Obi Wan series because <gasps> we haven't really seen Alderaan like like we kind of we kind of saw it towards the end of the prequels and stuff, but we really haven't seen that world. Kath mentioned when we talked about Investor Day how she wanted to see um Darth Vader go and visit Padme's grave. Yes. So maybe awesome. maybe we see her in the distance, little yeah. little Princess Leia looking like. Why is that dude walking up to my mom's grave? Like, Who is that man? She doesn't know that, though, does she? She doesn't know that Padme's she doesn't her know that's her mom. Uh, I think it has been confirmed. Her parents did tell her about Padme, but probably didn't say, oh, that's your mom. She's dead. Your dad killed her. So, the book of Boba Fett. I personally think that he's going to start his own guild and like start running like bounty hunter like 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 karga is like i don't know what his yeah. title is mm-hmm. but i think it's going to be a combination of that and the possibility of them bringing mace windu back mm-hmm. and because if you remember from clone wars boba tried to kill windu multiple times oh yeah and he never got his revenge so what i'm thinking is that this is a perfect way for them a to bring back mace windu b to have boba get his revenge and we could we could also learn more about boba like maybe it'll go back maybe we'll finally figure out how he got out of the sarlacc pit i just I keep seeing people talk about them bringing back Mace Window, but like Window. <laughs> I can't stop it. On. No, stop. Mace Window, but like, isn't he like dead? Dead? Like, didn't he get like thrown out a window? Let's be honest. We thought Darth Maul, yes, was he dead. Dead. Chopped off, and he still he still lived. Exactly. Okay, what I think is is Samuel L. Jackson coming back as Mace Windu. Well, no, duh, who else would do it? Yeah, but I feel like he's like a a Han Solo towards Star Wars. Not as bad. I I mean, not Han Solo, Harrison Ford of like, I mean, he's cool, but I just feel like he's like, get over my character. Like, it's done. He would definitely come back and play Mace Windu. That he wants to come back and play Mace Windu. What? I don't know how recent it was. It might have been like a few years old. But I was watching it the other day, and he literally said, yes, I would come back and play Mace Windu. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, like, think it would be cool to see that, like, explored. I just, like, all of a sudden, I had seen a lot of people talking about it, and, like, you know, we see him, well, we don't see him die, that's the thing. With Star Wars, if you don't see it happen, you know? It's their life. But (laughs) whatever, (laughs) anything is possible. No one's really dead. (laughs) I definitely... I hadn't really like thought about that like possibility. I know we had talked a little bit about the guild um, last episode or um, about that, but I'm just excited to see like what him and Fennec are like doing and like what her role is going to be in all of this. Since obviously she's sticking with him and like it's been confirmed that like she is like a co like lead for that show. 
So I am excited to see like what her role is going to be in all of that. Probably yeah. like his body. I forgot. Way. I forgot that Star Wars posted on his birthday and said the party isn't over. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Get it together. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts, predictions, feelings about Boca Boba? Um, I hope I hope Den makes an appearance. No. I think I think well, I think it's kind of inevitable with them being <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does. I want him to pop pop if, in. If um if Boba does start a guild, do you think Den will be part of his guild? I was just gonna say that. I think no, he he's would. a ruler of Mandalore. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, there's two that paths was, for him to go down. <laughs> Bro, what if Den like created a whole new culture and like a whole new set of rules? It's either he just gives it up, or he's like, you know what? Maybe I am gonna be the ruler of Mandalore just to like piss Bogotan off. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about that? I, I could know. see him joining forces with Boba. Boba kind of goes his own way, you know? Yeah, but he would have to, he'd have, we wouldn't see that until after season three, at least. I don't know. Because we'll we have, have to figure out the Darksaber thing. Yeah, Darksaber is going to be what season three is probably solving that conflict. So I think that's everything for next year and the near future for Star Wars. And we're all super excited. Really quick before we go, um, right now on our Instagram and a little bit on our Twitter, we are doing a Meet the Lady Lorian series where you guys get to meet us and know us better. Um, I went last week, so mine's on a highlight. Rose. Um, went this week as well so you can check out her highlight and then in the coming weeks you'll get to meet Izzy, Dodge, Ruthie, and Kath um, over the next month or so um, and so check those out because we post question box where you can get to ask us questions and um, get to just like know us a little bit more in depth than you get to see out here on the podcast um, and then also um, in the next few days we'll be posting a question box on our Instagram where you guys can send us ideas for what you want to see us talk about in future podcasts. Um, if you don't have Instagram, feel free to just comment those down below if you're on YouTube um, or tweet them to us. We are excited to hear what you guys want to hear from us. And thank you so much. We've hit over 200 subscribers on YouTube and thank you so much for your support. We love reading your comments, especially especially long ones where you go in depth about what we say. We love those ones. Uh, just thank you so much, uh, everyone, for supporting us, our Spotify users, our Apple users. Um, keep interacting with us. We love that. Thank you so much uh, for everything. Follow us um, on Twitter. Subscribe to whatever you're listening to us on. And may the force be with you. This is the way. Bye, Bye everyone. Happy New Year.